Hey friends, it's season five of the official Do Good Better podcast, and every Thursday we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, a, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are helping our nonprofit friends, specifically the small and medium-sized nonprofits, do good better. But sometimes we talk with our friends who actually run small to medium-sized nonprofits to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And that's what we're going to do today. And we are with my friend, Jenny Schuster. She's the co-founder, co-director of the Matthews Voice Project. Jenny, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Hi, thank you so much, Patrick. I really appreciate you having us on today. I am uh, I'm super excited to have you on today. I am uh, also super excited to kind of explain to everybody uh, what you do, right? So let's start there. Uh, if you're clicking through iTunes, you're clicking through YouTube or Spotify or wherever you're getting these, this fantastic podcast, uh, and you find the idea of this interesting, but you don't exactly know what Matthew's Voice Project is, uh, or yourself, why don't you give a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Okay, so basically what Matthew's Voice Project is, is we are a mission that is focused on providing and bridging the gap between what the school can provide for our students experiencing homelessness, at-risk students in the local area. So we have West Fargo, Fargo, um, Moorhead schools that we're involved with. And so what we do is we get them what they need. So whether it be food, you know, whether it be clothing, gift certificates, um, food cards, you name it, gas cards. What we're trying to do is help them thrive in a situation where they have been just trying to survive. So Matthew's Voice Project is basically like feet on the ground, boots on the ground, trying to be there for these students to help them graduate. I think one of the things that people, and again, I don't care what community you're in, whether you are in California or Florida or North Dakota itself, I think the idea of homelessness and children and teens mm -hmm. doesn't exist in people's brains, right? It's a swept under the rug. This clearly can't exist. There's never a big enough problem there. 
what, how, how, how do we mentally not figure this out? Uh, and, and, and how do we sweep this under the rug enough that this becomes a shocking statement to say that you have in your local public schools, kids who have basic needs of like the highest order? I think it's really surprising because I didn't know about it until somebody actually shared it with me. And that's what I love about this community is that it's big enough that we can make a difference together and impacting together. And it's small enough that we can have relationships where we can find things out that we, that will open our brains. I always tell people with the homeless, uh, the homelessness with the kids, it is okay that you don't know, but how badly do you want to know about it? Because it's ugly and it's not pretty. And it is really, really important for us to reach these youth because if they get impacted early, if they have somebody show them empathy, kindness, love, concern at a younger age, that is something that they will hopefully bring forward later in life. Um, it's shocking to me how many people have absolutely, I mean, they're completely like, is it, like dumbfounded by, is this really happening in our community? I only knew about it because a client of mine shared what she was doing with me and it opened my eyes. And it's just that ripple effect, like everything else, it just starts really small and it just starts going outwards and um, growing arms and legs so that everybody else can become part of it. Uh, the interesting thing for me is that we, when we started, it started very, very small. We were very small. We were in still, you know, kind of grassroots getting going. Um, what we had found actually with a lot of the community members is that they were so surprised. They wanted to help. They wanted to donate. They wanted to add things to our wish list or gift list for these kids just to support them, to help them graduate. It is, we have 438 students, I think right now in our local community that are experiencing homelessness. It's a, it's a major problem. It is. Uh, it's interesting. I like the way that you said early intervention is the key mm -hmm. to more long-term success if we can if we can help where they're needed immediately all of a sudden hope and optimism open up the doors rather than uh, i don't this is just dumb and i'm not going to try uh, because nobody's trying to help or nobody's giving assistance on, on on our end too or my end too and i think that's what i love most i think what i loved uh most about what you said is that earlier intervention is the actual key to a lifelong success in some of these individuals who might not have a positive moment in their in their in their homeless experience as a youth. And because they don't see any light at the end of the tunnel, there's no need for them to adjust accordingly to a more balanced life of just like, hey, this is what you deserve. This is what you need. Let us help. Uh, and that that sort of lending a hand to get them from point A to point B um, has a lot of positive outcomes down the line um, that just start with, I want to help. And I want to help you be successful because you're a kid and a kid deserves uh, some of those things. I'm sure since you have started this project a number of years ago, there have been wonderful um, stories of success. Are there one or two that you can point to that even in the darkest hour of frustration of how many people that you have to help serve or um, the, the, the always nervousness on funding sort of clouds over things? Are there, is there one story that you just light up and smile about? that helps keep you going uh, as a, as a founder? There are, there's a, there's quite a few, but this last one, um, I just happened to be in a local store and something told me to go into this store and to, to, to go and meet the person who had answered the phone when I'd called. She was just so bubbly, so upbeat. So just like wonderful customer service. And sometimes you feel like you have to meet those people. Right. So I, that was 2020. And we were thinking about not doing our Christmas project. We were thinking about 
backing off because of the concern with, you know, everything going on and COVID and all that. So we thought, well, maybe we'll just hold off because a lot of other agencies were halting. And so I was in the parking lot and I had been talking, you know, as I do, I'm like, okay, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? I walked in, met her, started talking to her, started, you know, working on some things. And she was asking me like, oh, you're a real estate agent. And I said, yep, I am. And it's been great. She said, you know, I, I, I thought about doing this. And I said, you'd be great. Had a great conversation with her about that. Um, long story short, I told her, I said, you know, it's been, it's opened so many doors for me and I've met a lot of really awesome people. And I was able to start an organization to help kids. Didn't go into great detail or anything like that. So as we're talking, she said, well, I don't have a college degree. I graduated from blank. And I said, oh, wow, do you know so-and-so, the liaison at that school? Because I knew with that school, I knew she may be in our program. And she said, oh my gosh, she saved my life. There's this group and they would give like toothpaste and toothbrushes and blankets and everything. And she saved my life. Like I would not have finished. And I like looked at her and I said, you know, that group I was telling you about? And she said, yeah. And I said, that's that's me and my friends. And she just started crying and I started crying. And she said, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is you. And she started sharing with me all the things that she had benefited with from Matthew's point, just being that vehicle, bringing help in from the community. And I said, you know, I was just thinking to myself, like about the Christmas program coming up and she grabbed my hands and she said, don't stop. Don't ever stop. I'm here because of this. And it was so impactful for me because I rarely get to meet these children. We, it's very private. It's extremely confidential and we don't get to see them face to face and seeing this girl who is doing so well and then is asking me, can I help with the Christmas project? Can I help with this stuff that you guys are doing, like paying it forward and to see that that actually made a difference because sometimes we do this stuff and we have no idea. We just hope that it, it helps, but she was like, my, my friends were in it. My, you know, just, it was amazing for me. It was like a huge boost because sometimes when you're in a nonprofit and when you're volunteering and all that other stuff, it gets, it gets very heavy because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. And sometimes you wonder if you're making a difference and it just takes one little spark like that. And then it was like inferno again. (laughs) Like It's like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. That's the best. And I think celebrating wins like that and, and remembering is what keeps that little kindling alive and uh, starting it in the first place. And I, there are not all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and puppies and ice cream. There are a lot of challenges. And over the last couple of years, there have been way too many to count. I think the best part about this podcast is we can do whatever the heck we want to do. And that includes uh, in the middle of a podcast, welcoming another guest who happens to be a part of uh, the uh, Matthew's Voice Project, Michelle, also a co-founder, co-director. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, then you get to have to this question too, and Jenny gets to take a back seat, even though she's in the front seat in the video, is there are a lot of overwhelming challenges that uh, nonprofits faced in the last couple of years. Uh, as someone who is boots on the ground, helps all the time, what's one of the major hurdles that you have had to overcome and how on earth did you do it um, as a, as sort of a nonprofit? Um, we actually, over the last couple of years, we took a lot of our platform online to like directly to Amazon, directly to shipping direct to the schools, which helped out a lot. So it removed us as the middle person where they could just fill into their cart 
the direct needs they needed, we could go to the community, the community could fill those, and it would be shipped directly to the school. So then there was no middleman, no quarantining needed. It was just direct. So we had to become, we had to become a little bit smarter. And we probably should have been doing that from the beginning because it makes sense and we will continue to do it going forth. Um, but we didn't have to until it was forced upon us. And now it's it's a good implementation of how we do things. Part of my favorite part about um, uh, nonprofit entrepreneurial human beings like yourself is that your ability to pivot in whatever situation it is, is always admirable. So I uh, applaud uh, the adjustment according to COVID uh, for the benefit of, of everything. And maybe I can continue with the question that you have, Michelle, is that this is uh, probably very similar in scenario to other people who start nonprofits who find themselves wanting to do one thing and they're dragged in a hundred different directions. And for those who are listening, who have started a nonprofit, who are trying to expand their, their presence or their impact to the community, what's a tip or a trick that you've learned or a lesson that you've learned as a nonprofit founder that you can pass on to another organization who might be considering starting one or has already started one and is in the throes of growth as is? Um, I would say accept help yeah. because if it were just Jenny and I still doing this, we would still be, I would still be joining podcasts in the middle of them via her back seat. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much how it would be run. So we had opportunity to invite people to our board who then grew us in ways of their expertise as far as like organization, getting our paperwork in order, um, we are not good at that. So we also need to, you also need to recognize what you suck at and get someone else to do that for you. We suck at that part, but we're good at some other things. So I think recognizing that in the beginning probably um, helped us grow slow, but um, purposeful. I think, um, and as as chaotic as you think an interview something like this is, um, I always make it akin to what's what chaos in other kids' life are you helping solve? And that it, oh, it again, I mean this in the nicest way. And it takes one to know one in how to to present and how to be authentic and how to be real and that this is not a streamlined. We're ready to go at a moment's notice and everything's lined up correctly. There's an authenticity here that I've always loved about uh, you and your group and, and what you've done is that there's never a linear, this is how we solve it. It's always this group needs us to do this. This person needs us for this. And you've always shown up and you've always provided to the best of your ability. And that I think is one of the more unique traits of uh, the Matthew Voice Project is that this is this is you. This is uh, they they you are working in an environment and helping kids whose life is chaos, and this is how we have to roll every single day. And I know there are a lot of people who want to a learn more, b give you a ton of money, but they might not know how. So how on earth do people get a hold of you for your organization? How do they volunteer? How do they sign up? And how do they give? They can go to our website at www.matthewsvoiceproject.com. It has links on there for the Amazon for each individual school. So each liaison has gone in and placed what they need at Moorhead, West Fargo, Fargo. They can go in there and donate there, or they can also donate. There's a donate button or just reach out to one of us, Michelle or myself, 
directly. Um, phone number 701-729-5851 for me. Michelle is 701-541-0997. And just let us know. And we can, we, like you said, pivot. I mean, that's literally like our second name. It's like, okay, we can figure this out. You know, I'll give you an example, like a child for Christmas wanted cowboy boots. And we heard then that, why would they want cowboy boots? Well, she's always wanted to be a cowgirl. She wants to have her photos taken with horses. Okay, we'll do that. Is, has we, have we done it before? No, she's going to get her senior photos with horses. We're going to find, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get we it done. We have the farm lined up. We got it all we ready to go. Horses ready to go. <laughs> See that's, that's the brilliance. Yep. See that's the brilliance, and I love it. And uh, everybody listening should go down to the show notes, click on everything that they just mentioned, donate, volunteer, get yourself involved with the Matthews Voice Project, and thank you for a what you do. I think it's uh, audacity of starting this from the scratch is is crazy as is. It's been wonderful to watch uh, you grow, and most importantly, thanks for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.